Pigcast. It is November 21st, 2021. God, this year is going by fast. This is Matt Moss speaking along with special guests Tim Barron. Hi, Tim. Hello. And Lorian Elliman. Hello, Lorian. Hello. And we are meatballist tonight, but um, I think Carter's going to kind of rotate to be more of like a special guest host. I know he's got a lot of life stuff going on and he's a busy adult ass man now. So uh, working working for the man and working hard hours. So we are going to, you know, keep, keep on. And you know, Lorian, I, I think it's just you and me left now in the neighborhood, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, uh, what, back just a couple years ago, 2018, we had you, me, Carter. Danny. Dan Picard. Picard. Uh, Eric Chardon, who is not, who's just kind of like an honorary member of the Lords. He used to come out with us all the time. Uh, Picardo told me he moved to Berwyn. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just learned that yesterday when we were at Map Room. So, yeah, no, it's literally just you and me now. When there, there were like, and, and Edders was even here for a hot minute. That's right, over in California. Yeah, it's like from six of us in one neighborhood now down to two. Oh, well. Yeah, and we're not getting together like we used to, like on a weekly basis at Hopewell or um, uh, Crown Liquor. Doesn't it seem like we've been getting together a little bit more though lately? Oh yeah, but Map Room is the spot now. Yeah, yeah, it's been Map Room Sunday. We got together. It's a Sunday night as we're recording this. We got together yesterday, Saturday afternoon, for a little bit at Map Room, but it's mostly been Sundays. Um. Yeah, no, it just definitely seems like ever since, I don't know, late summer, it's been more like bi-weekly, you think? Yeah, which I've enjoyed for sure. I mean, and like the map room meetups are what, like eight people typically, six to eight people, which is a good turnout. That's like enough where you can play somebody else and then switch opponents, you know? <laughs> bi-weekly is enough. Yeah. Yeah. At least it satisfies the urge. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see any of you guys more than once every, every other week. Actually, I mean, we did back-to-back -back weeks, right? Because we we're going to cover Fall Brawl. That was two weekends ago, and then Map Room, and then you know Thanksgiving's coming, and then right right after that is uh, Christmas Chaos, and we're also going to dip into that to preview. Um, I don't know how you guys doing, Tim. How was your drive in? Uh not bad. I don't I don't drive to work anymore, so. It's almost nice just to, you know, keep keep the car going. You know? <laughs> so you just drive in to play magic now, and that's it. Yeah, that and you know, picking up some groceries, and that, that that's about all the car gets used for now. So you still work from home full uh, full time. Full time working from home, and I don't really see that changing. Yeah, I think they're gonna open up uh, people to go back in at my job, but also leave it open to work full time from home. And I'm on a team with about eight people, mm. 
And like every single one of them is just like, oh, I'm going to be working from home full time. So sure. it's like, it, it doesn't even really make sense for me to go in because yeah. no one's going to be there. I'm going to go in there and then just still just talk to them. Yeah, know. be remote anyways. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the way it works with my team is like everybody is distributed already. Like we're, we're literally all across the continent. And so, and like my boss works from home 100% anyways, regardless of pandemic. But I actually like going to my office. So I've been going in a couple of days a week, you know, and hardly anybody's even in there. I mean, at most there's like eight to 10 people in our suite, you know. But they got like a nice workout room there and a, there's a cafe in the building and all that stuff. It's a nice building. So, okay. you know, I got I go stir crazy if I'm just here all the time. You know, these cats drive me insane. But, um, and then Lauren, you're commuting. I don't know why this turned into a commute chat, but it's kind of a soft open, I guess. Uh, well, I'm actually, I'm working from home as well. So I got a, a job in uh, March after graduating from grad school. Yeah, man, congrats on that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, working from home, the office is in San France, it's the same situation. Like they aren't ever gonna expect me to, actually you're not supposed to say San Fran apparently, people from San Francisco, it's SF or San Francisco. Frisco? Frisco, <laughs> that's right, yeah, Frisco. Like the Hardy's Frisco. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I, I just like, I don't really get, I don't think about getting stir crazy, but like sometimes I feel weird and I stop and think about it and I realize, oh man, I haven't been out of my house in like two and a half days. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's the, I need to take a walk. Yeah. yeah, right. And you're in a basement. So. <laughs> Very little sunlight. I'm fine, man. Just being a cave troll. Yeah. No well, you got that bird to keep you company. Yeah, the, the bird adds a, adds an element of chaos for sure. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, just. It's another preview. <laughs> Does, is your bird loud? No, thank God. I could not do that. Uh, so this is this is uh, my girlfriend's bird, and it's a um, it's a pigeon. It's like a white pigeon, so it looks like a dove, but like. It's technically a pigeon. Um, so it like, it kind of coos. It also does this weird groaning thing, which I think is the most annoying thing that it does, but it's not at that high pitch register that's like piercing, you know? Yeah. So I can deal with like a low frequency groan. That's okay. That <laughs> That's weird. That's what I do. You get, yeah, exactly. You get Tim Allen. I have one member on my work team who has a couple birds and when she's talking you just the birds are constantly going and you know i think <laughs> at some point it you know they get used to the sounds of the birds and it just doesn't make any it doesn't really affect them at all but like you know i i, I hear her talk and it's just like i just hear these birds <laughs> happen <laughs> That, uh, I ran into the same thing with cicadas. So my girlfriend is from Oregon. I guess they don't have cicadas there. Oh, yeah. And so she's just like, we were talking about it one day. And she's like, I hate cicadas. I hate, it's like, it's so loud. It's oh, like, I love it. it's like killing, you know, it's, it's like driving me insane. I'm like, man, I don't even hear it. Yeah. Like it just, it just sounds like summer to me. It's exactly. just the noise of summer. Yeah. Uh, Beth and I were out for a walk, uh, not too long ago, like late summer, early fall, whatever. And it's up here like on Palmer or maybe Shakespeare, we were kind of walking past Palmer Square Park. And we were walking by this building, much like my building, like an eight unit building. And um, <laughs> there, somebody had like their window cracked open because it was a nice day. And there was just this bird in there going apeshit. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, like what the hell? And second of all, like imagine being somebody's neighbor and just having like this bird going bananas like next to you or above you. 
Oh well, birds of paradise. Yeah, I can't. I can't take those shrieks. Like never getting a yappy dog. Yeah, never getting a parrot or any of those like shrieking birds. Like I just need. I can have loud stuff, but it can't be at those high piercing pitches. That's just oh. No, I just have yarling cats. Yeah, that's okay. And they'll growl like gremlins or scream when they battle, but you know, you just gotta throw like a shoe or something at them to break it up. Okay, I think enough of that bullshit. Um, Want to dive into Fall Brawl? Um, yeah, I mean, shit. So it was our first tournament in the city. I, people got tired of me saying this, but it was our first tournament in the city of Chicago for 700, exactly 700 days. Our last one was uh, Party of the Pit Lords 2 at Mars on the south side. And that was December, whatever, 2019. Yeah. And then Jaco had a tiny gathering at his place. I wasn't really counting that one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, because I think it was like 24 people signed up initially. Yeah. And this was like right as COVID was hitting, right as people were starting yep. to think, oh, geez, maybe it's not a good idea to get together in big numbers. Yeah. And uh, I was a bit foolhardy and a couple other people were too. But like only six of us ended up showing up. So it was perfect in that regard sure. because it was, you know, we could like socially distance or whatever. That was like the first weekend of March. 2020. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess, yeah, to be, it was our first like large scale proper tournament and we had uh, 24 attendees, 22 showed up to play. Um, and like, it was interesting as I was you know, doing all the, because like these kind of events, there's a lot of like just moving parts in the background. There's booking and there's, you know, booking the venue, which is usually D-Men or Mars or um, whatever. And there's like, you know, putting together some kind of a hype image that we can post onto Discord. It's like, hey, here's the date, here's the time, here's the place, you know. There's like usually some kind of swag type stuff like a pin or a pad, you know, just something dumb to hand out. And then there's like, you know, picking a cause that we're going to do, you know. And this one was easy because we did the toy drive and we'll get into more detail about that. Um, you know, and there's like getting everybody, you know, hyped up for the event and all that stuff. But it's like all of that stuff and kind of like all of that. Um, and I've done these for numerous events now, you know, this was the fourth of the fall brawl series, but it's like kind of like getting back into that routine felt really good, you know? And, um, you like party planning? No, I don't <laughs> usually at all. And I don't like hosting and I don't like any of that. Um, but like in this case, I guess I do. Um, because it's like, well, I don't like, uh, like big crowds in my house, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, you know, it's in a public space. So it's not like you have to worry about oh, somebody going to spill something on the floor or fuck something up or steal something. Not that anybody's a thief, but you know what I mean? Just all that usual. Is somebody going to clog the toilet or right. you know, all the usual shit with like house hosting? You yeah. Know? You don't have to worry about any of that. You just go to a venue, fuck yeah. that place up and then leave. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I guess I don't really think of myself as much of a party planner, but um, I think of more of Bob as doing that. Mm. But, um, you know, it's like, it's not, you can't rely on just like one person to plan all of the events. You know? Yeah, they get burned they out. They would burn out, you know. Um, like Jaco planned tons of events for years, you know. Um, but it's like, you can't just rely on one person. But uh, like, yeah, it was like getting kind of back into that routine felt really good. And I was a little bit apprehensive I'm like, oh shit, what if somebody, you know, it's like we required everybody to be vaccinated and we collected 
proof of everybody's vaccination, but it's like, oh shit, what if somebody's like, there's a breakthrough case, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's what happened at Kumite. It was a different set of circumstances, but it's like, you know, what if somebody is that 0.69% chance that it's going to happen, right? Remote. So I'm like, oh shit. But then the day of came and it's like, oh, it just felt like routine, you know, like, it, uh, like, um, you can just slip into old habits. It felt good. You know, you walk in the door, it's like, oh shit, we're here. And, and, you know, everybody's kind of milling around in the back and it did feel really good to yeah. show up that day. Yeah. No, it was awesome. It was awesome. And, you know, D-men, they're always ha- happy to have us and. Almost a little too packed for that room, though. We definitely filled that place up. With 22? I mean, we took every chair. Yeah. Yeah, and if we had had two more, because originally it was going to be 24, we'd have, we would have had people playing either on the pinball machine or we would have scooched some stuff around at the bar. They would have had to have one game going at the bar. Yeah. Because that was every single table in there. Um, but, yeah, 22 is perfect. You know, it made me remember. I mean, it, it was packed, but you could move around. Yeah, it made me remember the when we had the contracts there, the contracts event before the last players ball. Tell this story briefly, and like the entire bar was filled with magic people. The front, the middle, the the back, of course, was packed. And like I, I was walking around, like went back. You know, back. how many people were there? Do you think? I mean, a hundred. I don't know. At Demon. Maybe not 100, maybe 80. God. It felt like 100 because it was wall-to-wall bodies. Yeah. And I looked around and it's like I knew everyone in there or like knew them from like one or two degrees of separation. And then there was like one friend of a bartender sitting at the bar. And it was like literally every other person in there was a magic person. Right. Know? And it's like that person had to be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Who are these people? This is like my Friday night hang or whatever, you know. I'm sure these like I'm sure a lot of townies walked in, saw the crowd, and then immediately yeah, walked back yeah, out. Yeah. And that was a really cool experience. You know, maybe we'll get to do it again one day. I don't know. But um yeah, so fall brawl. Anyways, it was our 95 event, as we've done for all of the fall brawl. And it was five rounds of Swiss, and Tim, you won it. I did. Congratulations, you fucking <laughs> try-hard <round. laughs> I, I got I got the five home. Can we, like, get off of reanimator's balls now? Because, like, Necro... So And, Lauren, you were second, yep. right? Yep. And the two of you combined were 11 and 1 on Necro lists, right? Or 9 and 1. Nine or nine and one, nine right? Because it was a it was a five round, yeah, yeah, nine and one. So it's like I'm hopeful that we can leave Reanimator alone now and start complaining about Necro or something else. Yeah, I mean, re, I mean, with with the demonic consultation restriction, yeah, Reanimator is no longer the tier zero deck. No, it's still really good, and I think a lot of people were specifically hoping to hose you yeah. if you played Reanimator. Absolutely. But... They were. <laughs> I feel like it's not hard to get the bizarre though. You have London Mulligan. London Mulligan, Demonic Tutor, Demonic Consultation. Yeah. You're uh, looking for six cards. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, not as good as what nine before, but yeah, six is pretty. Six is pretty consistent. Yeah. Stacko played a reanimator list. His was the only one in the room, I think. And he was 3-2. So, I mean, it was perfectly fine. Yeah, I actually played him first round. And he, oh, okay. And Tell he, me about that. Well, so, yeah. So, he goes turn one, demonic consultation. He goes through half his library to find a bizarre. Okay. He knocks, I think, I don't know. It seemed To me, it seemed like it was more than half of his creatures got exiled. 
but he seemed to be counting about half. And then he just like, I think maybe he was on a mulligan too. And he literally would just go like, you know, bizarre, discard some stuff, do nothing. Bizarre, discard some Like he, ne- he didn't find a creature until three or four turns in game one. Yeah. And, and you were way ahead on cards by that point, right? Yeah, I think I think I probably had like a turn three Necropotent. It wasn't super fast for me, but like I had the Disenchant in hand. He finally got a Triskelion down. I just Disenchanted it. Because um, like the, the deck that I was playing was um, uh, Mirror Necro. So mm-hmm. having that extra damage on the Triskelion can really fuck up that math when you switch. Like the cool thing to do is if you feel safe, you can Necro down to one on your upkeep, switch yeah. life totals. But if he has a Triskelion, then I have to do that math, so it's easier just to pop it. So yeah, yeah. he, he kind of had some bad luck game one, game two. I think I just like had a really fast start. He played Gloom to try to like counteract my disenchants, sure. but it wasn't wasn't really enough. Yeah, Gloom is obviously a good sideboard app option. I mean, like, I don't know, Reanimator, you've got crypts, you've got you know, just disenchant and swords. It's like, you know, moat. Unless they're, you know, playing like Ship and Dragons. I didn't usually play that many Flyers just because I wanted freaking Deep Spawn to run wild, you know. But <clears throat> but yeah, Stacko had the eight reanimated ghouls, uh, the, the four ghouls and the four uh, Nether Shadows, which I like that plan a lot. I did a little bit of testing with um, Portent and Brainstorm just to try to, as other ways to find stuff, dig around and <clears throat> maybe even help find bazaars. But I'm like... It didn't feel very good. I just like a, a, a density of creatures in that deck. And then with those ghouls, you can just kind of get that grinder on where you attack. If they blow it up, it goes in the bin, but it just comes back out. Yeah. But um, Tim, tell us about your pile. So I think Lorian called it when we, when we played, like halfway through or near the end of the match. I, I, I built a necro deck to beat necro decks. Okay, explain that. Uh, I mean, I was playing Necro, five color, gets all the good restricted cards. And what what I ended up going with is I wanted to play Black Vise. Black Vise is just really good versus Necro. It's hard to pay all that life to go up to seven cards only to take three more damage from the Black Vise. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, what goes with Black Vise? Get some land destruction. So I put a couple sinkholes in and that was basically my game plan. Everything else was just defensive kind of control cards. Four ivory tower. All three. Oh, three. I actually got to find another one. I only own three. <laughs> but I think I think four would actually be really good in that deck because that that just lets you go. Uh, Fast bond was very surprisingly good that day. Yeah. One like how many of those did you run? Uh, only one. Hmm. Uh, for some reason, I think it's restricted, but maybe it's not. No. No? Okay. No. Uh, what, when you're going, though, with Necro, since I'm not putting creatures, like I, I'm not throwing like knights and hypnotic specters and all that stuff, like if I'm not progressing some sort of game plan, Necro is not really very impressive. But when you get like a Zuran Orb and a Fast Bond out and you put five lands into play, like that was still a really good Necro turn. And then Necro all the way back up to seven, yeah. you know, gain six life with your ivory towers or or eight life if you got the library out. Yeah. And it was just overwhelming the opponents with answers to all their cards and usually just finishing them off with the drain life. So your deck was just like all answers, basically. Yeah, I mean I had I had four black vice, 
which didn't necessarily do a lot of damage that day, but I think it was more so keeping them under. Like I know I got to play two Necromirrors, and I know Lorian even said like, I'm not Necroing up to seven, because that's just way too painful. So, you know, when yeah. someone like has two cards and they necro for two up to four, because you have a black bias out, it's like, I didn't do damage with the black bias, but the black bias is doing work. Right. And yeah. you guys had a had a match, right? Yeah, I think that was around two. Yeah, round two we okay. compared. And what was the result of that? It was a very close match. It was, yeah, I think. How did, game, how did game one go? I know you won it, but I don't know. I can't remember what happened. Yeah, I could, I could be uh, mixing up. How did I win it? I think, I think a drain life. I think yeah. you, I think you like maybe red or double or double red drain life or something like that. And then game two, he game two was a nasty mind twist. Yeah, like so he he had necro out and he so he paid all this life to necro down, and then I mind twisted him. So he kind of like lost the value of all those cards. Sure. And then you just kind of whiffed, right? You kind of like locked yourself out. Yeah. You necroed again, didn't really find anything. I got to a point where I was like necroing for one because I, I got up to five cards and I had an ivory tower. So I was sitting at like one life, gain one from the ivory tower, then pay one. And then I couldn't even go up to six because I had to like disenchant like Lorien's Chaos Orb or something. I was just kind of sitting at five and teetered there for a little bit and then I think yeah. you finished me with the drain life in that one. Yeah, or maybe disenchanted the ivory tower or something like mm -hmm. uh post I played two main and two in the board, so it definitely like my my the match got a little bit better post board for me because I got to bring in four disenchant, but I didn't have any two for one effects like um dust to dust. And against mm. his four black fights, which I have to answer, his three ivory tower, which are like less important but can be important, like if I'm in a good spot, I may not care about it because I can just switch life totals, but Zurin Orb is a must disenchant. You have, you cannot win with Mirror Necro if they have Zurin Orb out, unless they just don't have any lands. Yeah, and then you just kind of, you just kind of ground me out game. I think it was like, I think it was what you were, what you just said about the Black Vice, I've got two cards in hand, I Necro for two. I'm, I'm slowed way down. Mm -hmm. And then, and then Tim was able to just kind of like take over the game, present a overwhelming threat of artifacts. So was your so your win con was just the drain life, the drain life, the four black vies and two lightning bolts. Okay. Uh, I do. I did have the two draw sevens in my deck, so I did finish some people off like that, where just grinding, grinding, grinding. I have three black vies. It's wheel of fortune. Okay. You grinding know, you, being the operative word, right? Because you went, yeah. to, you almost went to time in all your rounds. Yeah, you know, uh, you know when you. When I play the deck just just solo, just everything goes quick because I don't have, I don't <laughs> yeah, have to, I don't have to worry about interaction. <laughs> and then you just play versus people, and it's just it, it, it just took took a long time. <laughs> I had you know I had you know three 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 game matches a lot, mm. and yeah, just a, a lot of grinding going on. Did you who were one of you two in the game that got necro locked in a tie? Somebody got necro locked in a tie in one game. No, that, that happened to you during testing. And in oh, testing. was that during testing? Yeah. Oh my bad. I'm me, saying, I'm me and Ian bashed, and we we got necro locked. No, did that happen at all? Do you during the day? Not really. I mean, well, you had ivory tower, so you can just yeah. 
yeah, I had I was, the ivory towers were really good. So in your 5-0 intrepid march, uh, how was, uh, or who else did you play then? So you beat Lauren in three. I got paired against Shane in round one. Yeah, his deck was cool. Yeah, it was that was a scary start because I was, I was kind of banking on doing good in this one. And I lost the die roll, saw a library of Alexandria in the grip. I was like, all right, I mean, I'm not paying like five life to draw five cards. So I'm still drawing two cards a turn. And then he, he followed up with a, a turn two mind twist for three, which, you know, isn't the biggest mind twist, but it just, it took me off library. Mm. And then he dropped a couple of robots in the field and I, I was down a game, yeah. you know, 10 minutes in. What was he on? I mean, uh, I think he was on like workshop, robots, uh, some of, oh, he was on some other stuff. And then he had uh, the Hecatomb, Singer Autocrat combo. So Singer Autocrat gives you a couple little 01 dudes. Three. Three. Three zero one dudes. Yeah. And then, Certain tokens. Yeah, and then Hecatomb is a powerful card, but you have to sack four dudes when it comes into right. play. But then it lets you what ping people with a swamp. Yeah, so what it is is he gets the singer into play that makes four creatures, sack those four, put Hecatomb into play. Hecatomb lets you tap a swamp to deal a damage. Was he a Necro deck as well? I didn't see a Necro. I don't remember if he had Necro or not. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, Disenchant makes short work of that. Yeah, Hecatome is like, it's is not that, as bad as Lich getting getting Disenchanted, yeah. but like, that's a lot of mana and yeah. time that you've spent for a combo that then just get, can get popped. Yeah, I almost <laughs> only only ran three Disenchants, but I Shane think... Shane carried the torch for the Brewers. Yeah. <laughs> so you beat Shane, you beat Lori, and then what else? I got paired up against Enrique. Okay. Uh, on Necro. Yeah. And uh, he was on like a classic. He was on Necro. classic. He, he had orders and hippies. Burn. Yeah, and burn. Mm -hmm. And we, we had another. We had another pretty pretty close three game match. Uh, but I think games two and three, I got I got a Necro out and he didn't. Mm -hmm. And that was enough. Game game one, he he got me. He got the Necro, and I think he hemmed. Uh, my important cards out. That was like the most devastating thing for my deck was getting him to mind twist to the, the very the, the key cards. I did a lot of mulliganing, but I think it was all very important mulliganing. Sure. Like I really got to get the engine going. I can't just keep like you know four lands and three distant chance. I'm just gonna sit there and die. Yeah. Like I really gotta get the necro or like a draw seven or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a close match. I ward in the Pyroclasm versus him. That was pretty good. Yeah. I never got a two for one, but it was just another yeah. answer. I can't sit there and get hit by a Hypnotic Spectre every no, turn. He he balled me mercilessly in game two because I, I was playing White Weenie. So it's like our dudes were just going to basically fly past each other, you know, on my pro black mm -hmm. and his pro white. And then game two, he's on the play. He goes Swamp, Lotus, Break for Black, and then two pro white knights. Or like two order of Evanham or whatever. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I had a dude, but he could just, you know, I'm shooting past his two. And he's his two are shooting past my one. And I was just dead, you know. Um, but yeah, it was good. I'm glad you beat him because he, so he was, he won our last tournament in the city, that party at the Pit Lords too. Oh. So that was a nice little uh, poetic justice there. Um, 
we got to bring up Matt Braun. <laughs> <laughs> I got to play against him in uh, How'd that go? round four. <laughs> Oh, I know went to went time. To time. Yeah, I know it went to time because <laughs> all of his rounds did except for one. But what game were you on? Uh, you game two. Game two. Uh, oh, that's right. I was sitting there watching. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you won game one. Yeah, we had a we had a long drawn out game one, but Necro really just just really shined. Yeah. I I sat there and strip mined and sinkholed him for like the first five or six turns, and he's just still playing land drops. So it was one of those things where it's like, well, man, my land destruction wasn't really any good, but he just drew all lands. Yeah. <laughs> so he just had all lands. Uh, but you know, it just it just took a while to kill him. He had some, you know some random memory lapses and stuff to really slow me down. Yeah, he was on like a blue white, I think base blue white control stew with like two Sarah angels. And then just a ton of and the rest is control, basically. Like no encounter spells, like yeah. memory lapse. I'd be like, you know, in our game, game two or whatever, I'd be like, you know, play a Savannah line or a knight. You'd be like, memory lapse. I'm like, all right, next turn I'm going to play it. <laughs> Draw it, play it, you know? And it's like, oh, don't have a counter spell that time, so he's in play. But um, yeah, no, he, his, his matches were meat grinders. <laughs> So you got him on flips, or no, no, you went to time and just one on turns. Yeah. Okay. We had pretty. I mean, once time was called, I had like adjusted my playstyle to not lose that game. Yeah. But I, I don't know who would have eventually got there. Like I ended up demonic tutoring for a time walk, which I wouldn't have not done if it wasn't for time, because he was beating me down with the Sarah Angel at that point. Sure. I think he and Butson went to time on game one. <laughs> That's, yeah. Um, I was telling Picardo about this yesterday, I think, at Maprim, but like, but then, you know, Butson is a completely sweetheart of a man. Oh, yeah. And like, he was utterly tilted <laughs> and like barely keeping himself contained, like red in the face, like barely holding it in, like enraged and flustered. <laughs> And like yeah. this turn or game one going to time. And he's like, Brad, I love you, man, <laughs> but this is ridiculous. I'm paraphrasing. But, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like in the back kind of grinning to myself and stifling a laugh. Of course, lo and behold, I would get paired with him in round <laughs> five. <laughs> Bob said that if he, and I, this, I don't want to dunk on, on Braun too much. He's, he's a cool dude. And, and like, you know, he's, he's obviously welcome. But it was just kind of funny how he was just tilting everybody all day with his control deck. But Bob was like, man, if I get paired with him, I'm just going to repair. I'm like, you can't do that. He's like, I'm running the show. I'll repair. And shout out to Bob because he did all of the pairings for us on his phone. So I was really appreciative of that. He took care of all, taking all the dorks results and yeah, that was getting everybody help. matched up. He's good at that. So you beat Braun, that was in four, round four? Yeah. And then who did you have in your last one? I had uh, Rob in the last oh, round. Yeah. And... Uh, he, he, he had some unfortunate mulligans, and I I helped him out with that by strip mining all of his lands. Oh, well, how gentlemanly. <laughs> his yeah. deck was gnarly, dude. He had like two Darylor, two Ernie's, uh, Autumn Willow, and Armageddon, and then just like Bant good stuff, I think. Or no, no, not Bant, Junk. Junk? Black, white, green? I think so. Yeah. He had some gnarly stuff in there. He did yeah. pretty well. Yeah, I mean, he got to the... Quote unquote finals. Yeah. Yeah, very close, but yeah, just all, all the answers lined up very well and his mulligans and 
I just went to town with the Necro. I did have one. I was trying not to play a draw seven versus him. And he had like no permanence on the board. And I was like fast bond Zoran Orb. I had like 13, 14 lands out. I ended up like time twistering and passing the turn. And he's like landmarks balance. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 no. Uh, uh. You know, I mean, it took a while for me to, to rebuild, but I mean, I gained like 24 life off my yeah, lands. Yeah, sure. And balance doesn't get rid of Necro. No, it doesn't get rid of, you know, Necro or the Ivory Towers or yeah. the Black. It doesn't need to get rid of all that, but it was still a <laughs> speed bump. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty nasty bump. balance. More of a pothole than a speed bump. Yeah. So then, how about we roll through your day then? Yeah, so who did I play round one? Yeah, so I played Stacko round one. Yeah, yeah, with the reanimator match. Yeah, I played Nick Roar round two, who was on like a, a green, red, all Ice Age and Homelands deck. Yeah. Heavy enchantments. Um, probably the scariest thing I saw from him was Stormbind, which I immediately disenchanted. Right. And so, I, you know, he was playing for flavor. He won the, the altered Brainstorm. Yeah, for most 95 cards. Yeah, so I think that's what he was going for. So that was like a, a pretty easy... Two two games, uh, played. Um, no, I'm sorry. I played Tim round two. Nick Roar round three. Then Carter round four. Yeah. And so uh, in the last fall fall brawl, pour one out for the meatball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we were in the top four, and he beat me. Yeah. And it was basically a rematch because he didn't change his deck at all. He was on like the the five color tax edge. Uh, or yeah, five color text edge. Yeah, and uh, he sent me a message at like nine thirty, nine forty five, right before I was going over to pick you up. The morning of the, the morning, morning of. of. It's like, hey man, can I borrow? And then this laundry list of cards. <laughs> like, dude, I'm out the door. Good luck. <laughs> like, go to the public library and print these things off, man. <laughs> no, he did all right. Yeah, yeah. So he was. Uh, I think he expected to kind of, so he was he wasn't the champion, but the year before that, so two years ago, he won. Correct. The last time we met and played ninety five in person. Yeah, he yeah. won that. Then he got to the finals by beating me in the semis, uh, but he lost to to Danny. Right. <laughs> on Danny's um, necro lich mirror universe stew. Yeah. Chasm, glacial chasm, glacial chasm, fast bond, fast bond. Yeah. That that deck was insane. Yeah, I, it's I really enjoy that nobody like just net deck that and tried to just repeat a Danny. Like no, no way. That's a very, that's like a special Danny deck that yeah. I feel like. I watched I watched their finals match. Uh, oh Danny, yeah, me too. Me Danny too. and Carter last year when we did the digital fall brawl, and it's like, I mean, it was cool, but I'm like, there's just too much going on. Like I just want to turn. Savannah lying sideways or pump a night <laughs> and then disenchant and strip mine. <laughs> yeah. That's my game plan. Yeah. That matchup in particular was really glacially slow. I think game one, Danny like played all his permanents and then time twistered and Carter had nothing. But then game two took like, I want to say like an hour, yeah. hour 15. So I was looking for revenge and I got it. Yeah. Um, excellent. Game one, uh, I think Carter was on the play and he very smugly plays a Mox Pearl land tax and passes to me and i very smugly play a mox jet dark rit necro <laughs> Oops. so we we like go back and forth a few times around that i can't remember if i mind twisted him that game 
but I basically just kind of like I so I picked up some tips from like I just watched Danny's match and because like Danny and my decks are kind of similar in that they're like necro combo decks. Yeah. Did and, you go back and rewatch that? No, I didn't go. No, there's no there's no recording as far as I know. Oh, you recorded? That's yeah. too bad. <laughs> but watching it, I was like, oh, Danny is never letting Carter hit land techs like ever. Yeah. I was like, all right, that like that's hard to do, but yeah. it is something that I can do. So especially with dark reds. Yeah. Yeah, with Dark Rift. Well, but I mean, I have to play lands eventually because I have to get to six mana for the for the Mirror Universe. Sure. So I just oh, kind yeah. of like, I had a very good draws. I just kind of like, I think he played, he ended up playing out a land, I played a land and then he Zurin Orbed and I like disenchanted a Zurin Orb. So I kind of like got ahead far enough so that then I could um, play the Mirror Universe, I think counter his disenchant or whatever, and then get him with the Drain Life. Mm -hmm. And then game two, it was actually, it was like the same draw. It was super weird. He had a Pearl and a Lantex. I had a Jet. <laughs> I don't think I had the Dark Red on one, but I just like waited a few turns and I got there. Yeah. And then uh, just as he was like going to get set up, I, uh, oh, he played three Lantexes. So he played three Lantexes and I played three Disenchants to Disenchant his Lantexes, like on consecutive turns because I had Necro going. Yeah. He was just like, I don't know if they were all in his hand or if he was just like getting them off the top. But huh. uh, so that happened. Then he goes, then I'm like, oh, he's like almost at Sarah Angel mana. Yeah. He plays Sarah Angel. And like me being the big brain and again, seeing this match from last time, I'm like, he's going to bring in some number. I didn't even look at his deck list, but I'm like, he's bringing in Sarah Angel. I'm bringing in one Abyss. <laughs> so he slams Sarah Angel. I untap. I slam Abyss. He gets super tilted. <laughs> Uh, and it's like, this is ridiculous. I cannot believe that you brought this in. And I'm like, dude, I know what you're doing. You're not being tricky here, bringing in a Sarah Angel and just going to yeah, like man. get a free roll on me. That's why you have that like Darth Vader action where you just like meta everybody and then ball them. <laughs> it's like that time we were playing middle school and like game one, you're like, Cabal Therapy naming Muscle Sliver. <laughs> and I like, I had two in my opening hand. I think I had mold to six. Lost two fucking muscle slivers in my opening, and I'm just like, I just scooped. Fucking done. I can't beat this Jedi mind trick bullshit. So that's basically so like so. Then the next so after he gets his Sarah wiped and like his three land Texas wiped, and he is like he needs like a time twister or something to get back in. Yeah, I mind twist him, and he's like, all right, I'm done. You win. Yeah, he had a tough day. I think he ended up two and three or two three and three. And two. Well, he yeah. So he lost to um, Rob. I think maybe round one. Okay. Then he lost to me. Then he lost to Stacko, I think. I think he lost to Reanimator. Oh, really? Reanimator got him? That makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I think he's just rusty. I know he hasn't really been playing a lot of cards lately, so. Yeah, and he, he thought he could just, like, without exactly. even hitting the gym, he could just roll in with his list from two years ago. and Or I just the last two years and yeah. run wild. But. Yeah, and he even said, like, that the meta had changed in the two years since he made that deck. And, like, it wasn't set. What meta? Uh, I guess like the, a little bit more necro. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess the deck was supposed to be able to beat uh, Reanimator easily. I think that was the idea. I don't sure. know how that actually worked out, but yeah. Just like yeah, the Zero like he plays multiple Zero Orbs, so he gained a ton of lives. Zero Orb is great with land tax. Like it's good, good synergy. But like it's super. It's the same thing as Tim's deck. Like very few win conditions pre board. I think or like pre sideboard. He literally I think plays one land tax. Or one land's edge, something really ridiculous. Yeah. Just yeah. one. Yeah. Which is an enchant world, too. So, like, 
you can blow that thing up by playing your abyss. You could side in your abyss as another way to blow it up. Mm -hmm. I actually forgot about a very key card in Ice Age when I was I was going through uh, one of my binders. Forgot about the big play jester's cap. Mm, I yeah. really needed to throw in him because I mean you really mess up a lot of decks. Yeah, a lot a lot of these like combo-ish decks yeah. that don't have a lot of they just get really messed up. If you're not playing Savant, like your white deck moss, like you could care less if someone yeah, caps you. <laughs> but against like me, like I care a lot yeah. if you just cap. I might just lose. I'll just get your drain Yes, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that because I had a one I had one gestures cap in the sideboard for like matches like carters that just had very few win conditions i thought that you were i mean i, I was just like i just assumed you were doing the same thing which was me so i assumed you had like three four drain life if mm -hmm. i had known that you only had one i would have yeah strongly considered bringing in jester's cap and then just like trying to get trying to get all your burn out of your deck and then like well no you could you could still like if i have necro out i don't have to draw cards but you could like play out a bunch of black fives time twister me and then i would die so yeah, yeah, I think you'd still have outs even if I even if I gesture capped you. But it'd be pretty painful. Yeah. It'd be pretty painful to get capped. I think um, a cool deck that's not like you can build a really powerful just like Esper or Blue Black shops list that's just like powering out capped to it's like because you've got like you've got the horses to take care of any like other creature decks. And then you can just power out caps off you just run like three caps. Or you have copy artifacts, so you don't even need three, right? Two. Or whatever mm -hmm. and then you can just take care of your necro guys and your combo guys that way yeah if you're playing like cap and him you're like basically well, yeah, that's you're really cool. showing up like if you happen to have something in your hand i'm gonna get it from you anyway yeah that's gnarly yeah cap, I, I didn't see a lot of uh gestures cap um mm -hmm. any, i know i know shane did a couple and I, i'm sure a couple other people did but i didn't see a lot of it i think that card is probably underused I def definitely would readjust my sideboard to at least fit fit one of those in. Definitely very strong against the combo decks. Yeah, so the, our, our three collective big brains finished one and one through three. Tim, you one. Lauren, you two. I was number three on the white weenie. And then I liked Casey's list a lot. Did you see his? That was like rug. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so glad that I didn't play him. Yeah. I was like a I, lot of burn. Yeah, I had I had two hydroblast, two blue elemental blast in my sideboard. That wasn't gonna get it done. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably. Well, I had two ivory tower too. So like, okay. I don't I don't play any main because I don't really care about like usually I can get the combo and switch life and I have enough life. But with a real aggressive deck, yeah, you need a bit more of a buffer. So I had like two yeah. tower, one more zero orb in the side. But yeah, I I think if I played red. All day, I would have had a different record. Yeah, his pile was just like good old-fashioned Arabian rug, burn aggro with uh, Stormbind. You know, it was apes, uh, dippos, a lot of burn, and Stormbind as a closer. That's a brutal pile. Yeah, if you, if you want to beat Necro, Lightning Bolt, Chain Lightning, Incinerate. And he had... Uh, You're probably going to get there. He also had Sideblast. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. But... He and I had a showdown the next because he Casey was my guest. He drove up from Nashville and um, he stayed here with me that weekend. But uh, he and I had the showdown, the mythic, uh, you know, I don't know what you call it, you know, the bonus round six at, here at the kitchen table the next day. And I'll be damned if I did not side in my two city of the bottle and ball uh. here at a casual <laughs> breakfast game. <laughs> yeah, I would think you're you would actually be without those. You would be you would not be favored. Mm -hmm. No. Because, like, you re that's when... So you're playing white slash blue. Yeah, I, I just... And the only blue I added was uh, 
uh, ancestral time walk, brain geyser, and then a couple sideboard cards. Yeah, that's like I feel like that's when you make that decision. Playing rug decks is when you kind of like can regret that because you don't have the bolts to just like take out their yeah. creatives. But if you play two or three city in the bottle, you don't yeah. have to worry about that. Yeah. No, the whole thing was like, and and like my brew, it's definitely not optimized, right? I'm I was playing Thunder Spirit, which is horrible. Yeah. Utterly horrible, horrible magic card. I can't even understate how bad it is. Crusade? Do you play Crusade? Oh yeah, Crusade's sick. Yeah. Well, Crusade makes Thunderseer play playable. Barely. <laughs> yeah. Thunder Spirit was only good in one game all day. <clears throat> it was against Danny Dunway, where I just happened to like. It was weird. He was like sitting on a strip mine, and if he had stripped me, it would have really put me back because I had like two Thunder Spirits in my hand, two three drops, and that strip would have put me down to two lands. But he was like probably waiting for one of my blue lands. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, well, why strip your planes if you have three planes? Yeah, or a factory. You play factories. I didn't play factories. Oh, well, he may not have known that. Exactly. And I, I didn't play factories because I had like 19 double white cards. Yeah, right. So it's like I have to have double white on turn two unless I've stripped, gone like, you know, planes, kitty, strip on turn two. Otherwise, I want to be casting, you know, white knights and shit. Or not white knights, but the orders and the Ice Age white knights on turn two. It was a cool deck, but yeah, the, the Thunder Spirits were horrible. I sided them out every game, literally every fucking game. Uh, but it's like, I own signed Thunder Spirits, so I felt obligated to play them, you know? Yeah, Just God, and they're so, it's like they're so unreasonably expensive. Yeah, it should be one in a or like money-wise or CMC? I mean, both. Uh, yes, I mean, CMC is pretty typical for the power level of cards yeah. from that age. Imagine but yeah, if it was money one in a white, though. Oh, I mean, one in a white would be insane. Like, one in a white is a card they would print now. One in a white, flying, first, first strike, 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, well, that's... get rid of the first strike. Flying 2-2 two, two for one in a white, still that's, too powerful. For old school, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, for, they didn't print anything like that for... I don't know when they printed that I, without I, some huge drawback. I think know? Thunder Spirit's actually pretty... I mean, pretty well cost for... As far as creatures go, because, you know, like, when Mirage came out... They printed Griffins, and those were four mana two twos. But they had abilities, didn't they? Like pop abilities mm, or something. Not. I mean, they even had a a, a two two flying first strike mm. that cost four mana. Oh, that sucks. Just like just actual just the shittier Thunder Spirit. The only thing is they had a Lord, and oh, they okay. had and they had the land. Yeah, Griffin Canyon. But otherwise, I mean, I think it's pretty reasonable. But yeah, just compared to the other, it's no serendip. Well, no. Yeah. It's just in the in that medium group of creatures that just doesn't see play, only sees play in like a deck that's really dedicated to low cost white creatures. Yeah, and has I mean it, it no, is nobody's gonna splash for it ever. You know, like nobody's you're not ever gonna find it in a non-white weenie deck. Like, right. But like the the first crusade only makes it a 3-3, three, three, so it, it still gets, gets bolted. bolted. And if I play two Crusades, I'm basically going to win no matter what. Because I have, if I have like three guys at two Crusades, that's just a shitload of damage. Yeah, it might actually get a little bit better with bolts, so you could like... Because like the first strike, Matt, like you could like block a dib, bolt the dib, and yeah. the first... You know. Oh yeah, trust me, I could have added bolts, dude. I know, about, <laughs> I know about a lightning bolt. I could have played my plateaus. No, dude, this was my gimmick. It was yeah, understanding. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I know. Understanding why we need. I mean, I agree that Thunder Spirit is incorrect. I I don't think you could really change the cost though. No. Anything you do, like what about white white? So a flying white knight, to it's just so much better than. I mean, that's strictly like that's Instead a white of, knight with flying. Yeah, but it doesn't have pro better. black. So it's flying first strike, 
not pro-black first strike. I don't think that matters. I mean, it's still way better. Evasion, yeah, evasion is just insane. Yeah. I think you could give it a toughness, which is probably not what you're looking for. A two, three. But three, three, three. actually with a crusade, it survives a bolt. I think, two crusade. Or yeah, with the first with, crusade, yeah, if it were two, three. If it were a two, three. I don't think you could do much else. I, I still think Thunder Spirit in the world of old school is a pretty good three drop. Granted, most three drops in old school are pretty bad, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Hypnotic Spectre, Dib, and... Preacher. Done. Yeah, I, sure. See, I would rather play Preacher than um, Thunder Spirit. I, I guess I'm more so absolutely. referring to absolutely. creatures that turn yeah. sideways gotcha. jail damage. Yeah. So, like, basically, most all the games were so fast that, like, if I got to Thunder Spirit, I didn't really need it by that point because it's like I've already played out, like, a dude on turn one, a dude on turn two, a strip... You know, a disenchant their mocks. I'm way ahead on board. Were you playing eight orders? Yeah, I like those. Yeah, four, that's, that's that feels pretty good. It was creature heavy, dude. Four kitty, four javelinier, eight knights, four thunder spirits, three preachers. I mean, it was a dude per turn. Yeah. That's how I got brought. It was just like play a dude swords, play a dude counterspell, play a dude like every turn. I'm playing a guy. Get him for not playing Wrath of God. I think he had it. He didn't draw it. Oh, and he had Moten didn't draw it. Oh, so he had spirits good there. Exactly, that's a thing. But I don't know. Maybe I would rather just have that damn flying banding horse instead. Two for a one-one. It's a one-one for one in white flying banding. Flying oh, banding. Mesa Pegasus. Yeah, but that's good with Crusade, and it's one less. I yeah. Know. I don't know. Deck was sick. Deck was fucking sick. I love it. Um, and like I just brought in all. I had so much artifact hate against like. Because I had dust to dust, I had divine offering. I mean, I brought it all in, just blow everything up, and I had energy flux too. Oh, very nice. So <laughs> dust I, to dust and energy flux. Oh yeah, I would have been just fucking putting, around. I would have been putting you guys in a headlock. But yeah, we didn't match up. Oh, yeah, wow. I don't. I guess I guess I feel pretty lucky with uh, <laughs> with my matchups. Yeah, the cases rug deck. Yeah, the white weenie decks. Yeah, definitely, definitely would have been rough for me. Sometimes it's not who you play; it's when you play them. I know that's more of a baseball analogy than magic. But. So anyways, I think that's enough fall brawl coverage. I mean, I guess just to put a bow on it, it the event was sick. You know, it was really good to be back in person. Um, felt really special. And our toy drive was really successful. So we're doing the, um, I think, WGN News slash Chicago Parks District toy drive. Um, kind of like what we did in 2019. We're doing consecutive events where we'll collect toys so that way we get a nice big grip you know and then when i set up my christmas tree after thanksgiving i'll i'll put all the toys under the tree you know it makes for a nice makes for some good content mm -hmm. and then um yeah man it'll be cool we'll take them off to some uh distribution points you know um i don't know anything else on fall brawl no i played enrique last round he was uh Oh shit, we didn't finish the rounds. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 that's it. I, there's not even a lot to say. Like, he was on a traditional yeah. necro deck. Yeah. Uh, he fought hard. He almost got me with a bolt. I, I went down to one with a necro, yeah. with a myriad of recent play. He almost got me with a bolt, but I had the counter spell for it. Yeah, so you, yeah, we all three played him. He, you two beat him, and he got me. That was my one loss. Good old Enrique. I, I hope he comes out more. He's a really good player. Oh yeah. yeah, he was at the top. He was at the top of the um, X and two standings because yeah. like his opponents were yeah the yeah first and second. Yeah, no, he's a good player. Um, I hope he comes out more. Um, how about a hard segue here? 
Um, and I know, so Lauren, you had covered a lot of Urza Chalice stuff, so I don't want to belabor that. In fact, we can just kind of point to your write-up that's on the Lords of the Pit website, which was awesome. Um, and I really just, as a, you know, I'll uh, pump your ego here just a little bit. I really liked how you were incredulous at the gambling aspect of the, uh, <laughs> of the uh, what, uh, Desert Storm. Desert draft. Storm money yeah, draft. That was yeah. my favorite part. <laughs> they, and like, I will say like, they were all very drunk. So it was, yeah, yeah. I think no, they were just trying just to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just shenanigans. But um, no, I'm, I'm actually glad, you know, both of you are here, Tim, because this, because I had been to Urza's Chalice the first one before when I, when it was at this like extremely remote cabin and there was like two toilets for 50 guys. And it was kind of like, yeah. you know, Lord flies, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then like, you know, <laughs> then they upgraded it. It's a little bit more posh now. Right. And then you guys both got to, you know, kind of cash in on that. So I had a blast. Yeah. I mean, we had what just under 60 people. Yeah. We got, we had a building to our own. So you just yeah. have, Every, everyone's you know all about the magic so you, you all have that yeah. in common will you tell me a little bit about the alpha 40 because i know you were really hyped on that and that ended up kind of being uh so after i got in i got the invite to chalice and accepted i looked at uh the list of people that were attending and i saw uh stephen menendian who was mm -hmm. on the list and i remembered on Eternal Central, he had actually uh, written some articles about playing Alpha 40. I'd never played before, but I was like very close to being able to put a deck together. So I was like, let's do this. What so, are your like big game alpha cards? Uh, in that, I have a Time Walk oh, wow. and a Mox Ruby. That's sick. <laughs> I guess, I guess How long have you had those? I've had the Ruby for a while, maybe since like 07 oh, wow. ish. Time walk less so. Mm. So as far as money wise go, I'm in on the ruby real good. Not, yeah. Not so much. Not on so the good walk. on the time walk. <laughs> not so much on the walk. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. We won't ask for any particulars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it was mostly just blue red cards I own. Yeah. Because I basically had to play all of the blue red cards I own to make 40 cards yeah. outside of like blue blast, red blast. And I think like a couple like random stone rains that I'm not playing in there, mm. but I messaged him. He's like, sure, I'll bring some, I'll bring a, I'll bring a, I'll bring, he even brought a couple decks. Sure. And then, but I was at 39 cards. So I messaged Shane, Shane, what do you got for me? So he's like, he showed me a couple things and I saw, I saw a nice little juggernaut there. So yeah. I'm like, give me that juggernaut. Yeah. That's my number 40. And uh, I got there and uh, surprisingly, there was way more than two Alpha 40 players. Right. So I just lined them up and I just played against everyone because I, I was having a blast with it. It's a super, super weird format, but you know, there's a reason Magic got really popular. Al Alpha's really fun to play. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's like super obscure and like very pricey at this point, but the cards are just so much fun. Yeah. And it's, did you play against any insanely broken stuff? Like I, multiple you, lotuses or any of that kind of shit? You know, no. He offered that he had that, but so he's, he's, he asked me, he's like, you want to play league play? So there's a, I can't remember what group, but they have like an organized list that you can play with the 40 cards. So like they only let you play one mana accelerant. All the moxes, lotus, oh, okay. soul ring, I think 
mana vaults. Like you only get one of those. So they've even kind game. of codified it a little bit. It's not just completely yeah. wide open where you can play Black Lotuses and Tide but, Twisters. But there's also like that. There's like the free for all. Oh, okay. So he asked me, do you want to play League Rules or complete free for all? I was like, let's play some League Rules games. Yeah. But I, I had so much fun. The very first night, I ended up playing till 3 a.m. Yeah. Just Alpha 40 games, not just back to back to back to back to yeah. back to back to back. And yeah, just I never, I had so much fun playing against his league decks that I never asked him to put together his free for all. The flex deck. Yeah. I mean, even just when he played his like actual competitive, like he had some fun lists. Like he yeah. had like a Playgrats deck. He's like, let's go Playgrats. Yeah. And that, that was pretty fun. But his actual league deck like smoked me. I think went 6-1. I think mm. he took me 6-1 in that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I got him with a, a steel artifact game one. Uh, he dropped a jade statue. I still artifact it. And it's just swinging every turn. Got him. But... After that, he's like, all right, I know you got the steel artifact. I ain't let you get that going and just couldn't touch him after that. <laughs> got the one, though. Yeah, there you go. How did you do in the in the old school portion? I had all of the fun. Yeah, I, I actually really like the old school. Uh, I I think the the chalice draft or not draft, but the the sealed pool they did was pretty cool. But mm -hmm. I had a little more fun with the constructed stuff. I want to I want a solid three three, but all all of my matches were super fun. All of my opponents were great. And Did I, you play that? Um, you're like four Sylvan Library, yeah. four Sinbad pile. <laughs> I played yeah, I played the four Sylvan Library deck just to draw all of the cards. Yeah, uh, and when it worked good, it worked real good. But sometimes not so much. Uh, I, I got to play against uh, Will McGran. Yeah, and uh, he bowled me pretty hard. Yeah. I, I even I even did a follow up Af after that after the six round tournament, I ran into him. I was just like, let's do some pickup games, and we played I think nine nine or ten games in a row. Oh wow! And he won every single one of them. <laughs> so did I, you guys board or was it all game one? Uh, it was all game one. I think I had I had some. Uh, devil's lettuce going on and i just completely <laughs> forgot about the sideboard <laughs> but which which probably would have helped but i think you know oh, the just, devil's lettuce you know pay, paying 12 life to solve the library is just does not really work when your opponent's chucking chain lightnings at your face yeah no that ain't gonna get it done <laughs> uh but but it was cool to see like just someone playing just a Really finely tuned Atog list. I think he he ended up getting second place or third. third. Think, yeah, okay. Yeah. He 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 went. He did really good. Uh, but yeah, definitely balled me pretty hard. Was there anything else that you wanted to add? Or uh, played pink aggro. I think I ended up three three. So just like didn't kind of like lost to people to card advantage all day. Just <laughs> playing, you know, like playing out my threats. Couldn't really um, stack up against restricted cards which is why i like typically didn't don't play pink aggro anymore but yeah this was a no um proxy event right and i was like hesitant to borrow somebody's power sure and yeah, then, i like, gotcha accidentally fold one in half because i'd had too much to drink or something so, right yeah i had some uh a really good match against steven and indian but i think that was really because i like drew really well like not like insane but just i drew the stuff that i needed when i needed it we went to three games. I like literally at the end, I fireballed him for Xaxes with the Pyroblast backup. 
and like mm-hmm. he had the he had or the red elemental blast. Yeah, yeah. He had a blue blast for it. I red blasted. So it was just like these really tight, nice games. But it was like only because I was actually drawing threats. That deck so easily can like just draw too many lands, you know, and it has no nothing like ancestral, right? Nothing like a book to just like get you more cards. So whatever your hand is, that's your hand, unless you get a wheel of fortune. So. So would you guys consider doing an event like that again, heading back out again? I, I would love it. I, yeah. I, I had so much so much fun. Yeah. There's just always... The Beasts really are good hosts too. You know what I mean? They kind of take that mantra, like what we do. I mean, we haven't done it in a while now, but like when we did old school ball. But I think there was a level of people not having access to a bunch of people to play like Magic Against. So every everyone was just super excited to be there so it was just so easy to just like walk up and just get a game going or something right yeah yeah, staying up till three and then it's like you don't have to drive home you just like go walk to your room yeah Yeah. it really like it really had strong summer camp vibes for me um even more so than lord's house because it was like all these people from all over the country flying in we're all just like yeah drinking beer Smoking weed, like devil's lettuce, devil's, devil's <laughs> lettuce, hanging out. I mean, it's legal in, uh, yeah, in no, California. It's all yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're you're just you're just fully committed. Like yeah. even at Laura's house, it's like my car's right there. Like there's if there's, I need to escape, there's, <laughs> yeah. There was if somebody freaks out. I need to yeah. dodge. <laughs> like we take them this like long windy road that we're going like twenty yeah. miles an hour because yeah. like if we go any faster, like we're falling down the mountain. <laughs> like there's just like you're in. Like whether you want to be there or not, you're in. Yeah. So it's like you just you just fully commit. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I haven't done like a, a long range travel. MTG event in a while. I mean, it's well, I guess November 19, right? So I'm looking forward to getting out and doing some kind of a traveling event going again in 2022. But mentioning summer camp, Lorian reminded me of, I have to tell this summer camp story. So this goes back to like 1995 or whatever, you know, when I was playing magic as a kid and I was at scout camp and like, you know, we're supposed to be like, we're at like some campsite thing and it's organized structured activity and we're supposed to be, like, be working on this merit badge or whatever you know but we're just playing magic at this picnic table and this this like scout leader his name was bob came over <laughs> and like just like you know went like this with everyone's car I, i'm motioning but it's like oh, pushed everyone's man. cards it was like fuck this game you know or whatever you're <laughs> supposed to be back on you're supposed to be working on nature merit badge or whatever you know like throws everybody's cards around and shit and so we just referred to it as Wrath of Bob. <laughs> because it's like shitty fourth edition and revised cards and Ice Age and Empires. It's like nothing of value. Okay. Probably some sick dual lands probably. But, you know, I mean, it's just, I don't know. You, you mentioned summer camp and that was the first thing that came into my head. So I had to share that story. Wrath of Bob, which would take on a whole new connotation these days. Right? <laughs> um... How about, Lorraine, so tell us a little bit about this uh, Romancing the Stones. I, I know that we've talked to you in the past yeah. about your exploits and heroics there with their middle school, but you're going to be, speaking of traveling, nice segue by yours truly, you're going to be heading down there to play Vintage at an Invitational? That's right. That's okay. right. Yeah. So I'm still on the fence. I thought I was going to be able to book the tickets, but right, like okay. I'm going through British Airways, strangely enough. They've got really good 
American Airlines flights for a few miles. Like you can buy, you can buy, but they've been down for like a week and a half. So I'm afraid by the time I get back on there, all the tickets will be gone, but mm. we'll see. When is that? Uh, December 4th. So two oh, weeks coming up, two oh, weeks sure. from now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you were doing some testing, vintage testing yesterday at map room. That's right. Yeah. So I got the invite for their 12 person invitational by winning a middle school event that they had. And the invitational is three rounds of vintage and three rounds of middle school. Oh, wow. So not worried about the, the middle school portion. I'm just going to bring a crazy deck and, you know, see if I can do well with that vintage. I really don't play. And so like even understanding the meta game, like when you demonic tutor, what do you typically demonic tutor for in a different deck, you know? So yeah, tested out a few decks. Um, but I think they were all of those decks that I tested except maybe Bob's. So I had, there was a Grixis good stuff deck that I tested. Bob had a green, white, like hate bears kind of deck or no, sorry, Bant, hate bears. And then a Hogak deck. But apparently the Grixis deck is kind of old and mm -hmm. the Hogak deck is like tier two now. Mm -hmm. At one point it was tier one, but it mm -hmm. is, it, so I gotta like keep grinding on that, maybe playing Moto or something to just have a sense of like, what am I supposed right. to do in this format, you know? Yeah. I think, I think go for the bizarre, like not, not the Hogak version. So the Hogak version uses bizarre, but like still uses lands and cast spells. Right, right, right. But there's like a squee version that doesn't cast spells with any mana at all. Yeah, I've heard that the, that those deck, like that the bizarre decks in general, it's like they have a very strong game one and then they struggle game two and three because like every vintage deck has eight slots dedicated to that's, dedicated to the graveyard. Yeah, that's that's true. But you're playing eight forces. Actually, oh, it's a pitch. It's the pitch one. Actually, yeah. you're playing twelve forces. You're playing eight blue forces, and then you're playing four green forces. And I, I saw a list today that played Cabal Therapy, which I thought was pretty sweet, like with Dredge. I think that's probably a card where you need more knowledge of the format than I have. Dredge, yeah, Dredge you would need to know, but I think the... Oh, this isn't even Dredge, what you're talking about. Yeah, no, it's it's not Dredge. It's just Bizarre and all zero mana spells. Gotcha. gotcha. And it uses Squee, and then there's a, a new-ish, I believe it's a blue card. It's basically like if it's in your graveyard, you can pay a life to get it back. So that's your card oh, advantage. Yeah. So you get those going... And then you're basically drawing three cards a turn. And then you got Vengevine, mm -hmm. Hollow Ones. <laughs> as your beaters. Yeah, Vengevine and Hollow Ones as your beaters. The and eight root wallas. Eight right? root, eight, the eight root wallas. And then, yeah, once you get that going, and like when you're drawing three cards a turn, you're just dropping zero mana four force, and then you're just sitting there with like force of wills. Yeah. To just say no, no. And then you wasteland them. It's just literally just all zero mana spells it does sound sweet that does sound sweet I, one one thing that i found about that that was interesting to me about that format is like how paper rock scissors it is pre-sideboard like lavinia shuts a lot of that shit down if it was you know all those zero mm -hmm. mana spells shuts down force of will for your you know and then it's it's like every it's like every match that i was playing i was like oh this deck is a really good matchup against this because it's got these perfect answers like mm -hmm. Lavinia for all the zero mana cost cards. And then I play a different matchup and be like, oh, they're just like playing out creatures and I can't really deal with them. Like I don't have enough counter spells. It's an interesting, uh, interesting format. Yeah, like Bizarre looks really good. Apparently Blue, Blue Tinker, whatever that is, actually has the best uh, win rate 
but it's only like a two, it's like 54% instead of 52. Mm -hmm. Like that's, there's no clear top of the pile deck. Work, workshops is workshops, another one that yep. you don't really need to know everything, like what you need to play around. You just play your hate stuff and make them like drudge their way through it. That could, that could be another option. You don't have to know all of the format. So I think those two. Yeah, just would, like not a control deck, basically. <laughs> yeah, there's just there's a lot there's a lot going on with the blue stuff that if you bet like that you you could beat people who know what they're doing in vintage. I feel with those decks, but a little less slow. So if you get like a blue mirror, like there's yeah, like, I would have no. The, I mean, the fluster storm shenanigans. There's a lot like. You'll usually get got by that. Like, there's a the fact that Ancestral Recall is an instant is just insane Com compared to all the other like card draw stuff. They they pretty much all went to sorceries at this point. But a lot of times, what they'll get you is if you if you like throw a demonic tutor on the stack, your opponent might go, "I'm gonna I'm gonna ancestral myself," in response. And what they're what they're hoping is to get you to force their ancestral. And then what to do is they play a fluster storm. They knock out your force and your demonic tutor. That's that's gnarly. it's it's super nasty, and it's one of those things where like if they got that fluster open, you just have to let them go. Like I'm demonic tutoring your ancestral wrinkle. Like I have a force of will in my hand. I can counter that, but I have to choose not to, so I don't just get completely blown out of the water. Yeah, Flusterstorm is a hell of a card. Playing Grixis, which I think only played one Flusterstorm against another. I think the Bant deck had like three. Holy shit, I got blown out by Flusterstorm. It, like, the, and it, it changes the way that you play. Like, you know, the, the sort of the, the traditional way of playing a turn is like, I'll play this medium threat thing, see if you counter that. If you don't, maybe you don't have the counter, I'll play the, the real thing that I'm interested in. But that just fuels Flusterstorm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Flusterstorm's really grown in vintage. It went from like, I'll play a couple of my sideboard to like, maybe one in my main and a couple in my sideboard and it is very common to see four fluster main in vintage right now yeah that sounds right it's an interesting format it's a little it's crazy. i mean it's like old school on steroids there's so many restricted cards like you know i played the 22 restricted card salute deck which 22 is a lot that's a third of your deck with vintage you could practically play a completely restricted list. Like besides the land, you know, you probably play like dual lands and then just restricted cards. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's like the power level is so high and the variance I think is so high, but, but it seems like people who know, like there is a, there is a lot of skill in it. You can get lucky. You can just like play mm -hmm. the combo deck and get off and your opponent doesn't have the enough counters or whatever, but like, no, yeah, right. Like knowing when to brainstorm or like what to what to demonic tutor for, thinking three or four turns ahead, being like, okay, they're probably going to play Dak next turn, which means I need to do this now, and then mm -hmm. two turns from now I'll reap the benefits. Or yeah, it's just it's a it is a it's different than like it's hard to prepare for a higher power format than you're used to playing. Lower power is easier. Like if I had to prepare for draft or something or uh, sealed, yeah, that's like there's less moving pieces there. For Vintage, there's like a lot more moving, you know, it's just all, like all of the cards that have ever existed in the, in the yeah. pool of, you know, so you have to prepare for that. That's why I take Tim's advice and I just play dumbass shops, and yeah. a bunch of hate cards and, and dudes, <laughs> and I don't have to think about anything. Turn That's, one, Trinosphere, Wasteland, yeah. yeah. The end. Nice blue deck. Yeah. yeah. 
So, <laughs> damn. I mean, Lauren, if you're doing that on 12-4, you're going to have a busy... That's a lot of magic here coming up for you this fall and winter. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm oh, enjoying yeah. having the events because yeah. 12-11 is... Uh, yeah, then a week after that is going to be our Christmas chaos. Um, I'm hoping I can... The next time we record, we can get Sanders on that. The godfather of chaos. <laughs> the quote-unquote progenitor of that. Um... Do you want to set up what Christmas chaos is going to be? Lauren, do you mind doing that? Sure. Can I talk about eternal chaos first or? Yeah, yeah, sure. Briefly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and maybe you guys have talked about this before at some point, but yeah, eternal chaos is basically right. Uh, the child of, uh, of Brandon Sanders, who I think really deep down, he just wanted an excuse to crack packs. I mean, I know that's, that's why we want. Yeah, no, absolutely. It. So the original idea behind eternal chaos was you just play old school game one, like normal. But instead of going to your sideboard for game two, you crack a booster pack. You take whatever cards you want, you put them in. So that went on uh, for a while. And I, like, I think you did talk about like the, him opening up a, um, a theme booster pack. Yeah, and yeah we went over that. Yeah. yeah, sorted deal. Yeah, but um, I think Shane was kind of feeling the same thing I was, which was like, well, game one is completely the same. You're just playing old school. If there's nothing new. Yeah. How can we like speed this process up? So he said, well, what about booster tutor? Yeah. Which is an uncard that lets you open up a booster pack, like you for just one black mana, you go and uh, wish for a for a card from the pack. So then it's unrestricted, and then that's like that. Uh, now my chaos deck, which has four booster tutors, I'm typical. I would say typical game. I'm booster tutoring twice. Yeah, and so you can go back to the same. That's kind of like the errata on the card. The eternal chaos errata is like you don't have to open a new pack, which is what the card actually says yeah. you can go back to a pack you've already opened and, and then pick another card i i kind of thought of that because it's like man i'm a cheap ass i don't want to be that's three <laughs> bucks per booster tutor three four bucks unless i'm opening yeah. my mirrored in packs my mapped mirrored <laughs> right. packs. i mean if you want like, if you wanted to try to control how many booster tutors somebody put in their deck that would actually just like uh rules as written would be a good way yeah it's like then you wouldn't run for it because then you're like, oh man, I'm blowing $25 per game. <laughs> like not even per match, just like per game. Just, yeah, it gets out of control. Or you're, or you're just like sitting there with two booster tutors in your hand. Like, I don't want to spend any more money. <laughs> the EV, yeah. I'm too much of a cheap ass. Yeah. I'd be like, man, I don't want, I don't want this. So this, uh, this is like the Lord's uh, new favorite format. Hell I think yeah. just because it's new, it just spices things up in a yeah. way. It makes every game new and interesting. Well, and the, 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 the ecosystem of packs, right, Yeah, is really cool. I mean, like, we were playing yesterday in Map Room again. It was me and Picardo, and he was opening up Kaladesh packs. And it's like, I haven't seen that in a while. You know, it's cool. Yeah. You also don't have to learn, like, they, they really set so fast that if you're just not on the ball, like, looking through spoilers, it's like, you don't really know everything that's going on, but it's like, when it's just one card, like... Yeah. I'm gonna boost a tutor. I'm gonna get one card. Okay, I can just I can read that one card. Yeah, I'm good yeah. to go. It's revealed too. The, yeah. the pack is revealed, which I don't think like opponents typically go through the pack. But like no. you show the card to your opponent, your opponent reads it, digests it, and it's like, okay, I know how this game could be different based on how yeah. this one card could affect. It. It's either a creature or an answer. I mean, basically, yeah. I got so I have been opening up Modern Horizons two packs, and I got a Urza Saga, which is sweet. Oh Jesus, that's, that's, sick. that's, that's very you <laughs> that's know. So was that like, after I left yesterday? Uh, I no, I think I think it was I think it was just early on. I think I got there and like did it pretty immediately. Oh okay. So yeah, so that's like make a make a card instruct on turn two, 
and turn three if you want to, and then go get a soul ring. Like, yeah. has really good value in old school. Yeah, no, that's sick. That's about as good as it gets right there. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so, yeah, so Christmas Chaos is our Christmas adjacent event yeah. where we're going to try to. I mean, the whole, the, like, Chaos, Eternal Chaos is a casual format, but we're going to try to, like, put some enough rules around it that we can run an event. Yeah. Is it going to be Swiss or is it going to be Round Robin? Well, it won't be Round Robin because we have 16 players right oh, now. Oh, yeah, but I mean, I just mean, like, you know, it would just, it could just be five five rounds of random opponents versus five rounds of match uh I don't know. What you, I mean, what do you think we should do? Might as well match people up. Might yeah. as well. Might as well. I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you don't want like to have two five O's, but you yeah. can make them I think, play. Honestly, I think the worst thing is just like if a the worst thing that could happen is somebody who brought a very bad deck keeps getting paired up with like people who have really good decks, and then they just have like a miserable day all day. So that's a case for Swiss then. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, yeah. I don't. I'm just saying like you could de-emphasize the like yeah. trying to win by by just having it be random pair. But yeah, Swiss is fine. We'll we'll see who comes out on top. Yeah, as the as the top chaotician. Yeah, I I'm curious. I can't wait to see like just what bullshit arguments come out because it's there's not a lot of rules. <laughs> there's like so many ways to manipulate the rules in your favor. You know, I got an idea for somebody. Just booster tour is black, so everyone's playing black. So just don't bring any booster packs. Just play four karma main. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Get them. I, I, yeah. See, I think there's like, in my mind, there's a few, like in this pool of decks that are kind of like thinking about the metagame. I, yeah, that's like where my mind starts to go, right? You have the karma deck. You have the fork deck where you don't play, uh, you don't play the tutor. You just fork other people's tutors. You have, the nice thing about the fork deck is you could also run Blood Moon. Because I think like the sort of common strategy, like the, the, the day zero common strategy is five color. Absolutely. So that you can not only have the black for the tutor, but also any color that you want to play whatever card in the pack that you want. So I think blood, if you just wanted to just crush people's dreams all day, you could fork their tutors and then blood moon them main deck so they can't. Because there's no sideboard in this. No. Your side, either you're tutoring for cards and or you're sideboarding in the, the booster packs. That's why uh, my beloved reanimator is also not a good plan. Because <laughs> I, I when I play my old school reanimator, I've got the birds. I, I like to play birds in that one because it's kind of a ramp backup plan. So with birds and cities, I've got the five color thing done if I want to hard cast shit. But I can just dig dudes out of packs, put them in the bin and reanimate them. Yeah, or you just don't have to worry about Tormod's Crypt. Well, there's that element too. I mean, you could just, you could just like crack packs get value cards yeah you know or like answers like there's really one thing that i've noticed is that um that's like why I, somebody was like hey or sanders was like let's play 95 95 <laughs> yeah. cast i'm like hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's other things too like you could like uh statements you could make about packs in general or specific packs that you could go for like i'm running two disenchant main in my deck because disenchant effects are really common in booster packs, especially like the newer packs. Mm. Pretty much every set is going to have two or three different disenchant effects at like you know common, uncommon, rare, mm -hmm. different different power levels. Picardo <clears throat> brought in a planeswalker yesterday against me, and it just like took over the game so fast. Yeah, he's like nerf your atog, you know, the next turn like draw a card and gain life, and then it's like you know just going ham with this thing. I forget which one it was. It was. 
some Cal Nash Dovin. I think it was a blue white. Yeah, Dovin. Because he was on five color, so he just cast out like off birds and cities. Yep. Yeah, that's another considered like strategy around what packs to bring in. You could you could run Kaladesh decks if you're running shops. I really like um, Strixhaven because it's a multicolored set and it has the Mystical Archive cards. Mm-hmm. So you could just get another Demonic Tutor, like a, a, some old powerful card. Yeah. Um, War of the Spark is really cool because that's a guaranteed Planeswalker in every that's pack, and, and Planeswalkers are kind of like a different axis than yeah than uh, old schools on. That yeah, that's been really cool. I've played one once and played against one once, and it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's just a. I mean, I don't. I hate to even really call it a format. It's more of like an experiment. I don't know. Because like, how could you really formalize it when it's like people could be bringing in God knows what packs? Like, I I tried to order some um, unhinged packs. Or no, what was the last unset? Unstable? Unsanctioned, I think. Is Whatever the last unset was. I tried to order packs because that's legal, right? Yeah. And then you get just wacky-ass effects that are like outside the rules of the game as it's supposed mm-hmm. to be played. Like make your opponent say a, a say something to avoid countering a spell or, you know, bullshit like that. Yeah, there's some card that it's like the, the effect of the card is that they have to go get you a drink or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if you want to get really weird with it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's God, a, I, I, now I need to go and just find some more, some, find another dealer that's selling unsanctioned packs. Dice Dojo, I bet Dice Dojo maybe has them. Yeah, I bought one of my workshops from them. This is not long after I moved to the city, and I bought this workshop from like, why the fuck did I just pay sales tax on this workshop? I just got <laughs> fucking bald by that. <laughs> I like wasn't thinking. They had a good price on the yeah. shop. I went and bought it, and I'm just like. They ring it up. Yeah, yeah, I leave it. I'm just like, what would you do? Other, oh, just buy it from a somebody from a else. Yeah. yeah, you know, or like, yeah, I just I I left there and I'm like, God damn it, that sucked. Why didn't I think of that before I went in there? I'm like, welcome to Chicago. <laughs> Anyways, Tim, are you are you gonna play Eternal Chaos? I am. Or Christmas Chaos. Yeah. Are you keeping your brew close to your chest or? I, you know, I've actually been like. Dodging. Probably have four Sylvan libraries. No, I've, I've actually been dodging playing black and old school for a while. I think all, all the fun black cards are very black. So, yeah, so, they're all double black. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I haven't really been, because I always play like three or four colors and yeah. just, you know, I'm not really playing like hymns or anything like that in there. Yeah, so. but you booster tutor off your birds, your cities, and your fellow yeah. stones. Uh, so you don't need black but lands. I th- I threw together uh, a disco troll like however many like months ago. So I was thinking of just running that because I play cities. Yeah, that's which, an easy, that's an easy good good enough good yeah. enough. Plus, I can disc away people's shenanigans that they get. Sure, something like that. Yeah, that event's gonna be sick. That's gonna be our part two of our toy drive. <clears throat> and that'll be, I think, the first ever tournament that we've done at Map Room. I mean, think of all the meetups we've done there, but we've never done an event there. Yeah, first first event. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, we like we basically have tournaments there. We'll sit at those middle tables for four or five hours <laughs> well, yeah. sometimes. So yeah, yeah. Probably won't be that different. Yeah, we'll just we'll, it'll just be kind of. I guess maybe it'll be jarring for the other customers when we like announce pairings or whatever. Yeah. Well, they'll they'll deal with it. They'll muddle on. Muddle through. 
Um, well, shit, dude, we're at 90 minutes. Is there anything oh, else, <laughs> any, anything else before we let this get, I don't want this to get too long winded. I appreciate you guys coming over tonight to do some recording. You know, we've been not recording a lot this year. I was working on the website with Tyler this week and I was like kind of looking at the content. I'm like, man, we didn't do a lot this year for stuff, but you know, people just been busy. Maybe just a, a thought, any, any thought of what we're going to do with all the extra stuff from the packs. Cause that, that. That all could, the chaff. Yeah, I mean, that could even just be a draft right there. Like, I don't know if someone could, like, gather up. We could, like, play it at Lord's house or something. Just, like, just a big, big pile of Dude, useless commons. Bring a box. Because I'll give you mine. Yeah. And probably everybody else in the room. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, like, take out the $5 cards and give you everything else. So yeah. just yeah. bring a box. You do it. Do it. Because, like, I'm not going to do it. Chaos leftovers. <laughs> yeah. You give it to charity sell them for EV, make it, make it cute, <laughs> whatever you want to do, man. Like that's just do it. Cause I, there's going to be a lot of people throwing the cards away otherwise. Yeah. yeah. No, I like just from playing it. When did we start playing this format? Like spring, summer? Sounds right. Like I've just got a bunch of bullshit just clogging up a box now. Man, like, I throw away. That's what I'm saying. Like I can't, I like I, I feel bad just throwing it in the garbage. Yeah. I send like, I'll you pull out like recycle, a one put, it in random, put it in recycle. Yeah. Man. I'll pull out like one random shitter and send it to Cam sometimes. <laughs> 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 Merry Christmas, you filthy yeah. animal. Yeah, just some random new like bulk, bulk rare. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good for that. But yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, we, I like your idea though. Do a big gnarly draft with it. Maybe a Lord's house or something. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to doing some drafting in at yeah. Lord's house. Yeah, that's coming. There's going to be a lot of drafting. Yeah, yeah. I think Cam said he's bringing. There's going to be a couple of cubes going on in yeah. chaos. I'm sure there'll be chaos. At there'll the be a lot house. of that too. Yeah. Okay. Well, if there isn't, if there aren't any other parting thoughts, why don't we wrap this up? Thank you, gentlemen, for joining. And yeah, we'll do it again probably after Christmas. Chaos. We'll, we'll get in definitely one more cast before the end of the year, because hopefully you'll have gone down to uh, vintage and we'll talk about chaos and, and we're going to have Lords of the pit movie night again this year. So yeah, a few more things cooking. Is commando official or is it still being tallied? I, I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I know it was leading, wasn't it? Yeah. Commando was in the lead. I think okay. the last time I checked. But. Yeah. I think inertia is going to just carry it over the finish line at this point. <laughs> I have not told Beth that the movie is commando. <laughs> so, all right, boys. Thanks a lot more thing before we sign off. Uh, we actually got our first listener voicemail. We've been doing this for almost three years now, and we finally got a listener voicemail. Uh, this came from uh, Jason Smart from Houston, Texas, Falling Stars. Um, yeah, let's give a listen here. Hey guys, this is Jason from Houston, Texas, Falling Stars. Love the pit cast. Love all the episodes you guys make. Just curious, what is the intro song that you guys play? And then uh, lastly, what was the song, The Legs, ZZ Top variant that you guys played at the end of Horse Need Woman? Thanks a lot. All right, Jason. Uh, thanks for the message. Uh, so first of all, the opening track that we use is uh, Wizard Fight by Weed Eater. Uh, you can thank uh, Grant Castleton who picked that for us way back in the day, and we've just stuck with it. It's a big riff that gets you fired up. Um, and then if I remember correctly, at the end of um, the last ep, no, I guess it was two eps ago, right? When we recorded with uh, um, with Cam and uh, Taylor Quayle and uh, 
and Nick View. That was the horse need woman one. Yeah, so we used legs in homage of Cam's uh, Cam's uh, per- peculiarly altered. I think it was a Sarah Angel. Um, I'm trying to remember what version. I think it was just the video version. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you go to like the YouTube version and uh, or you go to YouTube and, and just look for like the the old MTV video version of ZZ Top's legs, I think it's that one because it just had like some extra you know, like uh, videography type bullshit storytelling stuff at the beginning. So I think that's what we used. So I don't know, maybe that'll send you down the right path. Um, yeah, I guess like if, if anybody else wants to send us a voicemail, I you know, maybe we're turning this into a real podcast here. I don't know. But if anybody else has messages they want to send, um, you know, you want to talk shit to the meatball or ask a question of uh, Lorraine's big, beautiful brain or or myself or whomever. Um, yeah, hit us up. Um pitcastpod at gmail.com, I believe, is still our email address, um, you know, or just reach out to us somehow through the uh, MTG Underground airwaves. All right. Peace out. Good night. Just
perspective.